Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, welcome to Sports Lounge Live for September 14th, 2021. Chris, what show number is this one? 160. Show number 160. And uh, first uh, week of NFL action, of course, we've the baseball pennant races keep up. College football is going on. The agenda is going to be, first of all, we need to tell you that Rick Swan, our NFL expert, and other, otherwise throws in good comments all the way uh, through, is not with us tonight. He had a family thing come up, and he's uh, not able to be with us. So our agenda for tonight is we'll go through the panel, uh, to have everybody uh, say their piece. Then we'll do the death. There's about nine of them, but I think we can get through them about the three minutes or so. It's, uh, we'll, we'll try to cut them down. Then we go to um, an NFL, baseball, uh, college football, tennis. We will talk about the U.S. Open because a lot of interesting things happen there. Robert will talk about the racing results when he gets into his panel discussion. And then we have some notes, quick notes on the NFL and, uh, I mean, NHL, NBA, and boxing. And so that's it. So for the panel, I'll, I guess I'll start out. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk so much about the Patriots or Red Sox right now. We'll get that in, in uh, the sport. But, of course, people are uh, really kind of, uh, you know, it was an interesting uh, week for both teams. Uh, some in negative way, you know, more negative than positive. But um, something that's coming up next week that I'm going to try to participate in, the Perkins Library is going to have, they have people who they've done books uh, about participate in, in a feature they call Library Without Walls. And people can call into a Zoom call and talk to these people. And the person that's going to be on next week is Bob Ryan from the Globe. Uh, of course, he uh, somewhat retired from the Globe, semi-retired, but um, famous uh, in local media, of course. And he does a famous. column every Sunday for yeah, those. Yeah, does a column every Sunday. But, uh, you know, he's been in, with the Globe since, I think, 1969. And so this should be very interesting. And he grew up in Philadelphia and then came to came to the Boston area as a, as a college student at BC and then started to work for the Globe. And a very interesting, uh, long sports career and always interesting. He's somebody, anytime he starts to talk about anything, uh, when he's been on the air, I've always stopped and listened to him. And of course, he's been on national uh, shows for many, many years. So yeah, he used to be on reporters. the sports reporters on ESPN. Yeah, right. So yep. hopefully, we we'll get a chance to maybe ask him a question on uh, next uh, week, and I'll let you know what that was all about uh, uh, next week when we come back if uh, it all works out. Okay. Well, no, uh, Rick. So uh, Perry, I guess you can go up. No, no Chris, r- real quick, how was your uh, draft the other day? Oh, it was it was okay. I got now, but of course, I already had an injury because I had Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he was my third quarterback, so I just dropped him and picked up Tyrod Taylor. You know, the great Tyrod. So, uh, we'll, <laughs> but he's my third quarterback. So generally, I did okay, I think. But my teams are off to a bit of a slow start, so we'll see. Uh, and I had Aaron Rodgers, and we saw what he did this Ooh. week. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, you should have hung on to Derek Carr. 
Uh, well, yeah, well, that was years ago. I <laughs> yeah, gave him up yeah, a while back. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we of course, had Iowa State this week, and uh, we'll probably talk more about that when we get to college football. But, of course, the Iowa State fans, uh, they're, they're upset. They had a slow start a week ago, and then this week, that to be honest, they played really even worse than that. So they're a little unhappy, but I think they're going to be okay. They'll get a pretty decent bowl, and I think that's pretty good for them. But, um, <clears throat> of course, the, the I-Cubs continue to trudge along, of course, their season – took a big hit when the big cubs made all those trades because the i cubs then lost i think i think they, they've said 66 percent of their offense was lost and i'll bet now even more of that with the, of the pitching has been gone so it's been a tough summer but you know what when you're in a triple a town you love your baseball anyway so the i cub fans they do show up uh, and we have a we play up until the last day of the season in the big leagues this year which i believe is october 3rd so triple uh, yeah, a baseball goes up until then so we love our triple a baseball in these triple a towns so uh bill over to you and bill is in a triple a town too yes and the indians are about well of course their main team is the pirates probably the indians well that tells you anything you need to know right that that says (laughs) it all um we watched some football over the weekend we'll talk about the colts game on the nfl but we can talk about that real quick. Uh, Indiana University bounced back, but good gracious, they just beat Idaho. So I don't know how you can judge that. But other than that, it was a quiet weekend, a lot of broadcasting, and I'll turn it over to Robert. By the way, Robert, before you do that, we do, we do uh, I will tease one thing in the NFL. I have a quote of the week in the NFL and it is from Paul Allen. So when we get to his game, we have a quote of the week. So go ahead. Paul Allen, radio voice of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, and we know Paul Allen, he, he, is, he is a fan and a broadcaster at the same yes. time. That's yes. correct. Very good. Uh, I really enjoy him all the time. Martin hey, Truex won, won the NASCAR race, and they go to Richmond, Virginia, and that race will be on Saturday night okay. on, NB, on NBC Sports Network. For those who want to watch, and that will start about 7.30. So they're what about three weeks into the playoffs now, Robert? Yeah, and after this race, they'll go from they'll eliminate four drivers, so there'll be twelve left to compete for the championship. Okay. Martin started, Truex qualifies automatically yeah. by winning. He's yeah, the winners yeah, uh, qualify. Yeah. yeah, the winners qualify. So the three winners, uh, the three winners of the three yeah, the, yeah, the three winners have qualified. So after this race, it'll go from. It'll go from 16 to 12, and then they'll have a few more races. It'll go down to eight, and then you'll have the final four. So that's how that works. Uh, maybe the way college football should do things, <laughs> since they're talking about expanding their playoffs. But anyway, other than that, I've uh, been very busy preparing for uh, uh, both this podcast and my boxing stuff, and I uh, had a lot of uh, fights I had to watch over the weekend. It was better than watching 9-11 programming. Uh, that, that's, a ter- that's a terrible day to have to relive, and so I'm, I'm glad in my sense that I had alternative programming to, to watch. Apparently the Mets and Yankees had a really good uh, ceremony on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, they did. Uh, that's yes, what they did. I hear, yeah. That's what well, I Robert, hear. Robert, how can they listen to that boxing podcast? Since you um, well, um, now, uh, you you can ask for it on your smart device. You just tell your smart device to play Ringside Reporter. And make sure you say the latest episode or she'll give you something at random. It does work, yeah. yeah. I found that out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, be sure to, to be sure to say the latest episode. And then uh, if you actually want to call in and listen, 
you can do it during the show. And uh, they're on from uh, 6 to 8 p.m. on Sunday, Eastern Time. The number is 323-870-3857. If you don't want to talk, don't press any buttons. Uh, if the host accidentally comes to you and uh, says that you're on the air, you just say you're just listening and don't move on. Um, but, uh, yeah, we cover all the major stuff in boxing that I don't cover here. Uh, so check that out. Other than that, we've got a recall election today in California. Uh, I believe uh, everything will stay status quo, although the polls are a little bit closer than and uh, people are they're surprised by how close it is. So uh, we'll find out how it turns out. But I believe it'll stay status quo um, because uh, if there is a replacement, he he's going to have to run again next year. So right. uh, I don't I don't. And even I if there isn't a replacement, uh, the current governor has to run next year. He, too. He, he that that too. is correct. That is correct. Matter of fact, he's been raising money for both things, not only for the recall, but he's also been putting uh, money in his war chest for the 2022. Wow. Do you wonder uh, what would happen if he would lose the recall? Then would he run again anyway? Uh, yes, he. Yeah, he already said. Uh, no matter which way, it, it I think that's goes. what happened in Wisconsin, yeah. if I remember. Yeah. Didn't he yeah. lose the recall? And then he, he did not. He did not one. lose the recall. He did no, not. He did lose not the lose the recall. No. Okay. All right. But anyway, no, he's already stated he's making sure that he has enough money for both circumstances. But uh, I don't think I don't think it'll change. Um, I'm not a supporter of his, but I voted no for. Uh, uh, on the uh, on the recall, just because of the expense and the fact that we're going to have another election in 14 right. months, uh, California has other things they have to worry about. And I I basically view this election as a waste of time. But you know, after we today, have to, we, we have to worry we about have, Sean. Yeah, well, let's go to Sean. Sean, uh, talk about better stuff than recall elections. <laughs> well, it's been a crazy uh, week here, of course. Uh, well, here more in college football, Texas losing to Arkansas. Yeah, in this state, you almost you almost had you had a had a thing where you would have had Texas losing. Of course, Cowboys losing, Texas A and M almost losing down here, and then Houston. <laughs> yeah. And A and M lost their quarterback. Yeah, they lost their quarterback. They barely won that one, but we'll talk and about Texas that more. Changed in college. their quarterback. Yeah, but it's it's been crazy. Uh, down here, a lot of tributes. Uh, one of our guys four years ago on the radio, Sean Adams, who was a a reporter for Orange Blood and different places, for the anniversary of his death. And they've been running a bunch of stuff nationally with lots of death. And you may be wondering why I'm bringing it up here, but Norm MacDonald, a comedian who was on Saturday Night Live, uh, they now passed away after a nine-year battle of cancer. But he, uh, he was, and it was sports-related. He did a sports show on Comedy Central. And uh, go watch the 1998 SBs. They just played it about an hour ago on one of our stations right after they found out. And he roasted everybody from Frank Gifford to Michael Jordan to Charles Woodson. To, I mean, he hammered everybody. And, you know, he was a huge sport. He did a bunch of sports comedy shows. But, you know, so, yeah, that just came down. Uh, so just go Y'all can Google that or whatever and pull it up. It's, it's some funny stuff. But anyway, uh, if y'all want to contact us anytime throughout the week, Eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five. Option two, leave a message. Stitch for Sports Lounge Live. Also, contact us Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net or seven seven three five seven two seventy seven fifteen. You want to call in? You download the Zoom app or dial the number and then do the code two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. If you're on the phone, hit pound key twice. Star nine, raise your hand. Alt Y on the computer. More key on your phone on your smart. 
phone. If you want to dial in directly, though, 317-886-1103, and you'll wait on hold. And when you hear it beep, when we come to the caller, Bill will bring you on, and that will be your turn to talk. So you can dial directly, 317-886-1103. So now let's get on. I guess and they can also do that, and they can we, do that, Sean, tomorrow, too. They call Bill Oh, yes, and I tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, go ahead and tell about that, Perry. Yeah, Bill and I will be on tomorrow at 1 Eastern. So if you want to call in tomorrow, you call the request line. Uh, that same number Sean gave you, except you hit option one, or you can call the 317 number, and we will talk to you if you call that 317 number. So yeah. you yes, want to talk to us, we will talk to you. And they do a very good show. Yeah, they, yes, do. they do. Heard it a couple weeks ago. Okay, so on to the death. Now, we have nine of them to go through, but I think we can get through them. Some of them are significant, some are not as much, so we'll try to move along here. Sam Bam Cunningham, he's one of the top ones, 71 years old. He went to USC from 1970 through the Rose Bowl of game of 1973. He had uh, four touchdowns in that Rose Bowl game. They beat uh, Ohio State and won the national championship. That was uh, in uh, January 1st of 73. And they, they, he was part of the first all-black backfield in Division One football with Jimmy Jones, the quarterback, and Clarence Davis, the running back. And, I remember and, Clarence Davis. Yeah, that's right, with the Raiders. In yeah. 9-12, uh, 1970, they went to Alabama, and they Alabama was an all-white team, and the USC came in there and uh, – yeah, beat them 42-21 to 21 in Birmingham. Cunningham ran for 135 yards and two touchdowns, and that convinced Bear Bryant that he's the first team to do it, to integrate in the SEC, and, of course, the rest of the SEC followed. So uh, if you can't uh, beat him, join him, and that's kind of the, the uh, thing that happened there. So then Sam was the 11th draft pick for the Patriots in 73, 73 through 82, and he was out 80 because of a contract dispute. He, he was in the Pro Bowl in 78. He was uh, He's still the Patriots' rushing yard leader was five. 5,453 yards, and then uh, 43 rushing rushing touchdowns, six receiving touchdowns, the Hall of Fame he's in, uh, Rose Bowl, USC, and college football, and the Patriots Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, so Sam Cunningham uh, was part of the draft class of uh, John Hanna, his teammate from, longtime teammate from Alabama, who was in that game against him, and Daryl Thingley. And uh, that's when the Patriots really joined the NFL. That's when they really, uh, with Chuck Fairbanks, really stepped forward and became a real, uh, not a contender right away, but at least looked like a real team. Okay, moving on, we have Todd Scully. He's an Olympic race walker. Apparently, race walkers have to keep keep one foot on the on the ground at one at all times. He competed in the '76 Olympics in North and in, in um, Montreal, the 20 kilometer walk, and would have competed in 1980, but we had the boycott. And uh, so that was it. He uh, killed in a tractor-trailer accident, and he had no seatbelts on. Uh, Dick Parfit, 90 years old, assistant Central Michigan from '72 in basketball, and then. Uh, 70 and 71, then the head of Central Michigan basketball, 71 through 85, 192 wins, 179 losses, three MAC titles, and he was in two NCAA tournaments, 75 and 77, and one NIT tournament, 79. Big Daddy Graham, 68 years old, and his real name was Eddie uh, Gudonis. He was a sports attack WGMP with Scott Graham, and uh, let's see, the other guy was Neil Hartman from 1997. Uh, 1996, 1994 through 96. Then in 97, he went over to WIP, the, or the all sports format, and was the all night guy, the guy there from 97 through to 19. And he's very popular, apparently. He did, did all kinds of parodies and did all kinds of stuff. He had a spinal trauma in 2019, and he was a uh, 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 paraplegic, and he was paralyzed from the waist down, and he uh, died of heart failure on uh, 9.08 this year. I got, a chance, to, I got a chance to listen to him uh, in like 17 and 18, Chris, and he has extremely hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 
Uh, you, most overnight shows don't get a lot of calls, but apparently from listening to when he was on the air, uh, the phone lines were constantly full when he was on. Yeah, he didn't and run unusual. out of phone calls. Yeah. He really, for the local shows, FAN and WIP are about the only ones I know that really do them all night. Usually yeah, they go yeah. to CBS Sports well, or ESPN score. or somewhere. The score the also score. does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, we have Mick Kingelhoff, 81 years old. He was born in Lexington, Nebraska, played for Nebraska, uh, but he wasn't drafted in 62 by anybody, but signed by the Minnesota and uh, never missed a game. He played from 62 through 78, six Pro Bowls, 64 through 69, one of 11 players in all four Vikings losses in the Super Bowl. He went uh, he in the Ring of Fame uh, for Minnesota in 01, and his number 53 was retired that day. He's in the Nebraska Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame, finally in 2015 after waiting 32 years. And the friend Tarkinen did the speech for him, his, be- his best friend. So uh, that was great. And of course, they played together from 60, well, most of the time uh, through 68, except for when, 78, except when Fran had gone to the Giants. Frank Russell, 72, uh, 72 uh, he's uh, went to Detroit Mercy for college. He only played, uh, he played there 69 through 72, then the Bulls. He was a bench player for them, 131 minutes only played. He was it's uh, shoot, shooting guard. He's the uh, younger brother. Uh, his younger brothers were Campy and Walker Russell, who also played in the NBA. Terry Brennan, 93 years old, Notre Dame coach. Uh, from, he played for them in 45-48 in the head in the Chicago High School from 49 through 52. Freshman coach at uh, Notre Dame, 53. And then the youngest head coach in Notre Dame history at 26 years old from 54 through 58. He was 32 and 18. Not a bad record. Succeeded uh, Frank Leahy. And then uh, Paul Horning played for him and won the Heisman Trophy. And they beat Oklahoma 7 nothing to break Oklahoma's 47-game winning streak. And uh, that became uh, – uh, and then he became a banker. And people thought he was fired unjustly. That was a pretty good record for him. Only a couple more to go we have while you're uh, doing that chris pierre or pierre go ahead and unmute we'll get you right after this Ruley yeah. Carpenter was the owner of the Phillies. He died at 81 years. His real name was Robert R. M. Carpenter. He was the third. He was the front office in the Phillies from 63, and then the president uh, starting in 72 until 81. They won a lot of division titles and won their first world title in uh, 80, of course, with under their ownership, and sold to Bill Giles for 32.5 million. His grandfather had bought it for I don't know under a million anyway. Uh, 400,000. 400,000. There you go. And the last one is Paris Harrelson, 37 years old. Uh, he went to college, Tennessee. Then he played for the 49ers as a linebacker, 06 through 12. And then New Orleans, 13 and 14. And then um, and then became a director of player engagement for the 49ers, which is to help players work with the community. And the cause of his death is unknown, but that's a young age to die. Okay, yeah. that's it. So let's see what Pierre has to Let's say. see what Pierre says. And then, Jerry, when you hear us uh, wrap up with Pierre, then you go ahead and unmute. We'll get you next. Go ahead, Pierre. Well, uh, I don't know if y'all heard the news today, but six of the uh, Saints offensive coaches have tested positive for the COVID. And, and one, one player? Offense, and one player. So that's, wow. that's, do we, uh, is it a big – do we know who the player is? No, they didn't, they, they didn't say who he was. But uh, there was eight altogether, but six were coaches and one's a player, and they didn't say who the other one was. And okay. uh, I watched uh, two – Louisiana teams play this week. The Saints played, and they looked fantastic. They were great. LSU played. They won, but they look like crap winning. That's all I can say. I mean, fumbles and uh, interceptions and uh, uh, 
drop passes. One player dropped the ball three passes in a row right in his hand, and he dropped it. And uh, so, I, the, to me, LSU has a long, long way to go. Are you and saying they better get a lot better, Pierre, if they yeah, want to compete well, in the West? Yeah, let me tell you, if if uh, if they go six and six, like I'm predicting they will, Coach O will be gone. Yeah. And I'm hearing a little more on that on that story with the Saints. Apparently, yeah, it is offensive. And they're saying because it's one player, they may not have to forfeit, but they're not going to have many people to coach them. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, they say they well, can they'll, they'll draw them up in the dirt. That's what they'll do. Yeah. They'll figure it out. <laughs> so, okay. All right, Pierre. Pierre. Jerry, go ahead and unmute. Okay. Uh, well, I have a couple of things. Um, you, you're kind of a broadcast historian, Chris. It seems to me I remember... Didn't Terry Brennan do some color with Lindsey Nelson on? Steve? I think he did. I think he did. That wasn't in the obituary, but I think I remember that. I think you're right. One those what they would do is they take the game and they condense it to like two hours. People would put it on before the NFL coverage on Sunday mornings. You know, that's noon, correct. I remember noon that. Or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right, Jerry. I remember hearing him do that. And uh, secondly, I discovered on Saturday. Penn State must, all the stations on its network must stream, because I heard about four or five of them. Uh, well, the more the merrier, you know? More the, Why not? Some of that, though, Jerry, is going to be, it's dependent on where you are, because yeah, you, that's right. some of the ones that well, you I'm said were streaming. miles from State College. Yeah, some of the ones that you said were streaming a couple weeks ago didn't work for me, and, and, and a couple did. So it dep- The one it that dep- does is WPHD in Philadelphia. Right. That yes. works for everybody. WPHD yeah. does, their flagship does, <laughs> WAP yeah. in Allentown, mm-hmm. and there's one in Lewistown that's 125 yeah. miles from here to stream. Yeah. And while we're at it, just because uh, I listen to some of the pit game, and that always is on WMBS in, uh, in uh, what town is that? Uniontown. Union. They always stream all over the place, so they're good. Right. Okay. Okay. Okie doke. Yep. We are at 26 after. Why don't we go ahead and do the break, okay. and we'll come back and do our scores. Yeah, that's a good idea. Right. We'll do NFL next. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. 
You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. And we're back, and it is time for the NFL. Okay, so we'll run through the scores, and uh, people can comment as they choose, and because uh, well, that way we can talk about the league overall. Then we'll do the standings, and then uh, we will do the schedule for this coming week. So first game, of course, was Thursday night. Tampa Bay got to uh, raise their Super Bowl banner, and they beat the Cowboys uh, 31-29, and that was quite a wild game. Yes, it was, but you know what? As soon as Dallas kicked a field goal and they got the ball back, I, I had said to our producer in the 515, I said, this game is over. The Buccaneers are going to win. Well, yeah, because yep. Dallas left too much time on they the did. clock yep. for Tom Brady to do, you know, I mean, my yep. God. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, but the thing I really liked about it was it was the first game you heard, you know, I mean, hey, we'd heard some exhibition with a real live big crowd like we heard all weekend. That was that was the right. best part of it for me. Uh, the Eagles beat Atlanta 32 to six. Now, okay, you could say, all right, kind of a pick 'em game. Atlanta's not so hot. Eagles aren't so hot. But 32 to six. Jalen Hurts really yeah. played some football there against, uh, you know, with all these um, Atlanta, uh, Alabama quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, I think, uh, you know, by far was the best of the three that uh, we we were watching. Yes, again. yeah. He really did did a number on the Falcons, that's for sure. So we'll see. Now, this is one of those games. First week this happened, we may look back at it and say, what the heck was going on? Or we may say, harbinger of things to come. Steelers 23, Buffalo 16. That it was totally out of the blue. The Buffalo didn't really get their offense together. You know, they, they were given three points by a, a, a long kickoff return that they pulled off right at the beginning of the game. Uh, you know, Steelers won it on, a, I think it was a block punt. But the thing is, yeah. you know, who, who, who are these Steelers and who are these Bills? I mean, we'll find out more. That's why you got to play more than one week. But uh, are, the, are the Bills really that bad? Are the Steelers really that yeah. good? Or is I it mean, somewhere it, in between? It work, well, I think, everybody thought, I, I think everybody thought that the Steelers were going to be, you know, you just wonder what would they be with Roethlisberger getting older. Yeah. You know, you, you just kind of wonder. You wonder if there'll be a team maybe that'll play well early and, you know, could they fade down the stretch? And he usually gets well, hurt. That's the other thing. And, know? well, that's and what happened good. last year. Remember last year they started 11-0. and 0. Uh, and they were, you know, they were not like uh, about the best eleven and five. The when did you get that? They were, right. yeah, they were. They were you know. didn't really, Bills didn't really play that badly. I mean, no, they it was didn't. So very. So I don't take that away that the Bills were. Yeah, you know, but I'll it one. You know, you'll see more in this week's game, and yep. you know they have. It was yeah, uh, it was a very good game to watch. That was my uh, that was my morning yeah. game here, and I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought both teams played well. I don't I don't think anybody in Buffalo or Pittsburgh should panic. Uh, you know, I yeah. think whoever you're going to be, you're going to be. So that was All our right, that was our Iron Eagle game this week. Yeah, that's okay. correct. Now we we get when we see the Bengals go into overtime, we know it's going to take a while, and it did. Cincinnati beat Minnesota finally twenty seven twenty four on the last play of overtime. They kicked the field goal after blowing like a twenty one to seven lead. Uh, you know Joe Burrow came back off his injury pretty well, played a good game. Uh, Minnesota came back after a horrible training camp, but uh, you know again, who knows? These are two teams uh, that you don't know a whole lot about going forward. You know, two young teams that didn't make the playoffs last time, but you know when the Bengals go to overtime. Yeah, uh, it's always a crapshoot as to whether they're going to get out with a with a, a result. It is, and it took a and it took a while, and 
that was our yeah. early Fox game, of course, here. And um, of course, we don't listen to Fox. We turn we turn off the TV and we turn up Paul Allen and it got to overtime. And as we well know, Paul is a fan and uh, the Vikings get the ball after the Bengals and they're going down the field. And all of a sudden we know what happened. Um, and uh, Dalvin Cook fumbles and he yeah. Paul said he fumbled and he goes, Dalvin, did you fumble? <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, of course, he yeah. did. But he anyway, called him out right on the radio. He did. Right. Dalvin, did you fumble? At least oh, early he... on, WLW was streaming that game, and I've never seen them stream the Bengals. So I don't know yeah. if that continued, but they did right at the beginning of the game. So for those who are streaming fans, but yeah, yeah I love Paul Allen. He's uh, yeah. he, he really wants them to win. If you, he if you don't really have play. a game that you're following though, and you want to listen to somebody and have fun with the game, oh, he's yeah. the one because he he is a he's a broadcaster and he's a fan at the same time. And Pete Bursich is very good, too. They're, yep. they're really cool. San Francisco beat Detroit 41-33. The game was not as close as uh, that score indicates. The Lions, I mean, the Lions were out of it pretty early in the 49ers. 49ers had a 38-10 lead, and they right. kind of relaxed and so, let Detroit yeah. come back. Yep. But a big loss in that game. Raheem Moster out for the season, I guess you said, Perry? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is having season-ending uh, surgery. Yeah, they're running back. So yep. uh, a couple of young running backs picked up a torso. So they may be okay in that department. But uh, right. And Garoppolo. Now, that was – I see, I have Garoppolo on my fantasy team, and he didn't get the first touch. And I said, did he get hurt? What's going on? You know, it's just they had a package where uh, Lance came in and, and uh, played. They've got the packages for him. But Garoppolo yeah, I was, think, I think, had a Chris, good game. I think, you're seeing that around the league. That's not only yep. them. You're seeing yeah. a lot of teams do that. The Bears did that with Justin Field. Um, mm-hmm. They did it last year a lot. The Raiders did it last Last night with Marcus Mariota, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're going to see more and more teams do that. Which so. wreak havoc with fantasy football, but that's that the way it does. Now, Arizona, this was a surprise to me. Arizona went into Tennessee and whomped them 38-13, to 13, and the uh, the uh, Titans were never really in this game. As yeah. Mad Dog said yesterday, he said, out of all the results I've seen on Sunday, he said, I would be very worried about the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Because, um, uh, you know, if Tennessee's supposed to be what we think they're going to be, they should have handled uh, the yeah, – well, I'm not surprised that Arizona won. I'm surprised that Arizona won by that much because Arizona, yeah. I mean, Arizona, I picked them to win. I picked them last weekend, uh-huh. but I didn't think it was going to be that big of a blowout. Well, the den- I, the, what really was amazing was the defense because their defense was all over the Titans. I mean, the Titans couldn't do anything, and yeah. they bottled up. Of course, they got behind, so you can't 17 nothing. You really can't do, use Derrick Henry the way you <laughs> the way you'd want to. But just the idea of the way they dominated them and, and of rushing the court of the little parts of the game, I heard they really really pushed them around. You know, yeah. Seattle beat in it beat the Colts 28-16. Bill, what you got to say about that? Well, Colts. You know, bringing Wentz in, he'd only practiced less than two weeks after the foot injury. He was okay, probably better than I expected. But um, key turnovers in key times of the game, not sustaining drives and the defense and not playing well and the offensive line just getting him sacked three or four times and quarterback hits. So there's the story of the game right there. Defense yep. and offensive line. 
Yeah, well, Seattle's going to uh, be a good team, too. And I think I picked them to win that division, if I remember. I think that was yeah. my pick. So oh, No, it man. was the Rams. I'm sorry. I picked them to make playoffs, yeah. I think, though. There, yeah. There's another stat uh, that people are You know, normally when a, when a team goes from the West Coast to the East Coast and they have to play that, uh, you know, 10 a.m. game because, that's you know, they yeah. don't have time to really time. adjust to the time zone. Right. Seattle, in their last 13 appearances on the East Coast, has a record of 12 and 1. So they buck that trend. Normally when teams go from the west to the east, normally west coast teams don't do well when they have to play in those 1 o'clock games. But Seattle has found a way to bypass that somehow and they've well, that's done the, very that's well. Because of the 12s, they've won 12 games. There you go. Yeah, there you okay. Go. We have the Chargers beating Washington football team 20 to 16. And of course, in that game, Ryan Fitzpatrick was knocked out with a knee injury. He's going to be out about six to eight weeks, I guess. No, that'll be a hip injury. <laughs> oh, hip. I'm sorry. Uh, it was a hip. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yep. That's right. So, uh, Tyler Heineke will, or Taylor Heineke will, Taylor. will be uh, your starting quarterback yes. for the foreseeable You will. Field. You know, it was the Giants on Thursday. Yep. Another interesting stat. We always talk about these things. You know, everybody talks about Philip Rivers, and he has all these kids. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick has nine children, and they have been born in nine different states. That tells you what a journeyman Ryan Fitzpatrick is. Yeah, that's that's the uh, definition of a journeyman. That's right. That's correct. It's like being in the Army. Okay. Carolina beat the Jets 19-14. to Jets had a little bit of a comeback there. I don't know how uh, I got involved with the Bengals game, so I didn't really pay attention. I don't know whether it was really up for grabs or one of those uh, fake comebacks, you know, an easy quick touchdown at the end. But, um, you know, I guess the Jets really don't have much material for uh, Wilson, uh, Zach Wilson to work with there. I don't think And I apparently think Sam Darnold did very well for Carolina. Yes. But other yes. than that, I don't know much about the game. Okay, here's one Sean can comment on. Houston 37, Jacksonville 21. So what, what happened there, Sean? Well, Trevor Lawrence did not look good at all. He had a lot of mistakes, and Houston, I mean, I don't know. I, You know, I'm not surprised they won because it was against the bad Jacksonville team for rebuilding, but I was surprised that it was another one that I was surprised that it was by that much. But Trevor Lawrence, you know, started off first game ever and didn't look too great. And Houston, I mean, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was the big key in this game. He 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 was almost unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see what they if they can maintain something. But you know they're going to have trouble. I think Jacksonville will too. That division's yep. really up for grabs. You know we saw the Tennessee and the Colts in play uh, super games. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Houston's leading the division, as we'll point out in a minute. Mm-hmm. So uh, all right, the best game, maybe one of the best games of the week, maybe uh, last night's game and uh, oh maybe the Patriots game. But uh, there were three or four games really good. And the, the first game, Kansas City beat Cleveland thirty three twenty nine. I was so involved in the Patriots game. I really don't know what was uh, the way it, the way this one went chris the, the browns got out to a 12 point lead it was 22 to 10 at the half that the chiefs they were kind of sputtering a little bit offensively in the first half and the browns got a lead but the chiefs came roaring back and um and in the end they won the game 33 to 29 and the browns before the browns are going to be a, a legitimate super bowl team they're going to have to prove they can win a big game like that well that's right that's those good. are the kind of games that the patriots used to win like houston came in here a couple of times it should have won against the Patriots a few years ago when they had a good team and, and Mahomes, they couldn't do it always, so. Mahomes is always known for doing that I mean, right, yes, Brody, yeah. like Brady yeah, yeah. That's and, what the and, big you know, Manning, Brady, uh, Mahomes that's yeah. what they do, they win those games you know, and, there again, and there again Chris, we talk about being a, uh, with a broadcast, we're talking about Paul Allen, this game yeah. here, the Chiefs and the Browns, you couldn't go wrong listening to oh, either no. broadcast <laughs> no. of that game. No. Excellent. excellent, they're both good yeah. Okay, we had the Patriots game, uh, Miami beating the Patriots 17-16, there's no such thing as moral victories in sports 
sports, even pro sport. But I think this is one because really Mac Jones played very well. He uh, maybe made one or two mistakes in the whole game. You're much better than Cam Newton last year. Uh, this this team is going to win some games. You know, I, I picked them to make playoffs. We'll see if that'll happen. Well, they'll win this week, definitely. Yes, they should. <laughs> but you know, seventeen sixteen. That was, that was an excellent game back and forth. Miami's got a good team too. I mean, Brian yep. Flores knows what he's doing. He and he's I think uh, three and one against Belichick, and they're they're meeting to four and one, something like that. Anyway, he's got uh-huh. a winning record against Belichick, and uh, you know, so I I really think that this is uh, Patriots will be a, a good team, and Miami will be a good team. I think they're, as we pre- I predicted, I think they're both going to be playoff contenders. But uh, the, really, the key there is uh, is Tua going to hold up throughout the season in Miami? Yeah, That's, I, I think Mac Jones outplayed Tua. By the way, yeah. just uh-huh. you know, that was my thought because yeah. Mac Jones had to do a lot more. He was not managing the game. Mac was not managing the game as Brady used to do. They gave they put a lot on his plate, and he did very well with it. I have a feeling Tua was more managing the game than uh, Mac was. So I think of the three quarterback, you know, Hertz obviously uh, win won the laurels this week, but I think Mac was number two and, and Tua was number three. Even though Tua got the win, that's just the way it seemed to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now this uh, Perry said he listened to this, so he he needs to explain this yeah. to me. New Orleans beat the Packers thirty-eight to three. What the heck happened to the Packers? I you know, and most of us have the Packers at the very least in the championship game and and that's some correct. in the Super Bowl, but they looked anything but a Super Bowl or a championship game team in this. And I think part of that is, and I think this is going to be a discussion for teams going forward with this new look preseason is what do you do with your starters? None of their starters played in the preseason and you could tell it. They yeah. looked awful. They were in, they were incohesive. They didn't, you could, you could tell they didn't play in the preseason and uh, Wayne and uh, Larry were, were not pleased with the Packers. No, no. Uh, another thing, another step, another thing I heard, uh, and, by, and they will tell you, by the way, that when the Packers play bad, they will tell you, and they did. Yes, yeah. they will. They will. Yeah. Uh, but another, say, thing, another thing I've heard on this game is one of the reasons why New Orleans picked Jacksonville to play their home opener since they couldn't use New Orleans is because Green Bay apparently has a horrible record when the temperature is close to 90 degrees. So New Orleans chose Jacksonville on purpose because they knew it was going to be hot weather and because they uh, – the Packers have a history of not playing well in those circumstances. So oh, that was smart. They, they use okay. that to their advantage. Okay. Uh, now, this one I was counting on Rick to tell us about because I really didn't listen to much of this. Denver beat the Giants 27-13. I know Rick was building this up to be a big <laughs> game for the Giants, uh, hopefully a win and all that. I guess Bridgewater played a good game. And, I, I you know, I think from just a little I went by, Bob Hoppe was not happy with the defense. That's no, and, uh, uh, of course, Rick will have two games he can talk about when he comes Can't. next week because they have the Thursday night game. So. Well, if they win Thursday night, he'll talk about that. He won't. Yeah, but uh, uh, no. Uh, <clears throat> as an outside observer, I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be the ultimate solution in New York. But well, Rick's giving Rick him a pass because good. of the offensive line. That's what Rick yeah. is saying. You know, I know well, that. Well, the Giants so. have had a bad offensive line for the last two or three years. I know, and that. Well, you know, what did Jim Plunkett do here with a bad offensive line except for John Hanna and Leon Gray? I exactly. Mean, you know, well, he, he, he ended up going to the Raiders and winning two Super Bowls. That's, That's right. What, so. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll have to see. But, you know, a lot of quarterbacks have been, been running around. And, uh, you know, especially those first two years before Hannah got there, uh, yeah. Plunkett sure was. So you're, it's really, it, you know, takes, it's receiver. You know, when you do a fantasy thing, you have to look at all that. You know, does he have somebody to throw to? Uh, does he, or, or is he, if, if you got a receiver, is the quarterback good enough to get it to him? So that's yeah. the problem. It's teamwork in football. Okay, mm-hmm. Rams over the Bears, 34-14. And what would you say about that, Perry? I would say the, the Rams look pretty good, <clears throat> yep. reasonably good. Not great, reasonably good. 
I didn't think, and I know I know Jamal will probably come in and say that, that they played terrible, but I, I did not think Dalton played horribly. And I was listening to um, Rod Woodson and Ryan Radke, and Rod Woodson said just from a player standpoint, he got rid of the ball quickly. And, yeah. you know, he said, no, was he great? No. And uh, they did pl- put some plays in for Justin Field. And I wonder if that's what they're going to do is they're going to, you know, kind of get his feet wet for the first, say, maybe three, four or five weeks. And, and if it's not going well, if the record is, yeah. is bad, that's when I think you'll see him put him in to play full time. Dalton did not lose that game. No, not all no I, I heard not parts all. I heard he was playing pretty well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and last night, Robert, the uh, Raiders beat Baltimore 33-27. I got to get Baltimore a lot of credit. They're under man. I mean, they got they got nobody. Their offense is decimated with the running back being hurt, yeah. the wide that's, receivers are that's hurt. That's true, Chris, but it was in the end, it was Lamar Jackson that lost him the game with that Yeah, fumble. he he uh, he fumbled the ball twice. Uh, now, uh, everybody talked about the Raiders defense being improved and in some areas they do look like they're improved, but because Baltimore scored 27 points, uh, I'm not sure the defense is totally improved. But when you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, anything is possible. But Jackson had a very difficult time holding on to the ball. And, uh, again, I don't know if that was the Raiders' defense or whether that was him. But, well, uh, what's really sad is, and I've always said this in the last couple of years, because I, I had Watson in my team, Deshaun Watson is, a, and you know, we won't see him this year probably, but he's no. a much more accomplished quarterback than Lamar Jackson. You know, the Ravens were talking on their broadcast about all the things Lamar Jackson has done and this and that, but uh, the, these playoff losses and stuff, he's just not really uh, come up with expectations in the, on the big on the big stage sometimes, right. you know? Right. Now, now when they, Robert, when Carr threw that interception down on the five-yard line, yeah. Did you, did you think that? Did you think they were going to lose the game at that point? Uh, yeah, because again, if you give the ball to a quarterback like Jackson under normal circumstances, that game is over. Yeah. But again, uh, he and had remember they had already had they had already had a penalty. They were on the half yard line and should have been able to run the ball in if there weren't for a false start penalty. Exactly. Well, that was that was that was a rookie. That was a rookie. It was ruled a touchdown, but they they went to instant yeah. replay and discovered that he did not get in the end zone. Uh, that was the rookie draft pick, Perry. That you know jumped offside when when uh, they were at the line of scrimmage, and and uh, that's what caused Carr to throw that interception. Well, okay, but Sean, what were you, you going to say, Sean? Go ahead, Sean. No, I was going to say, well, it, it was. I mean, they were ready. They thought it was touchdown. I mean, yeah. Robert kind of covered that, but yeah, you know, that is only the second. Opening night, Monday night, overtime game in history. The only other yeah, the first one was nineteen seventy nine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, Sean, Sean, who is our Monday night crew? Who is our Monday night crew on ESPN this year? We know it's Kevin and and Kurt on radio, and they're really good. Uh, who is it on ES, TV? ESPN, Steve, Steve Levy, Lewis Johnson, uh, Lewis Riddick, and uh, Lewis Riddick, and Lewis uh, Riddick uh, Bri- and, Bri- and Brian Grease. Right, and Lisa Salter is down yeah. the sidelines. Now, I went back and forth. I listened to a little bit of Baltimore. I listened to Kevin Harlan. I checked out, uh, of course, Steve Levy and their crew to see. But now, at times where I just kind of wanted to kick back, that ESPN2 stuff with Peyton and Eli was funny. I mean, they had some different people on there. Like, they're sitting on couches just discussing the game, telling stories. They had guys like, oh, uh, Charles Barkley was in there telling some stories, and they, you know, different other some other NFL players. But if there's a game that's either out of hand or you're not really interested in, they're going to do ten of those. I'd say 
go in there. They're, like they're just sitting on couches. I'd recommend going and. Oh, You didn't listen to the greatest of all times. You you missed Prince. No, well, okay, <laughs> I tried two seconds of him just to hear <laughs> if he's still bad. But yeah, uh, tr- okay. trust me, you don't. Yeah, as a Raider, no, you no. don't want to hear Prince. I I'm no. I'm thoroughly disgusted that Greg Popovich still trouble, not. And yeah. and this is kind of personal. I have trouble with Baltimore. I mean, the guy's a good announcer. But he needs to maybe start calling himself Gerald. I don't know. There's something. No, no. He, you know, he actually explained that Jerry Sandusky. That was his name. For, you know, I would not change my name just because some I wouldn't, idiot I wouldn't does either. something else. Yeah. No, no. no. So anyway, all right. Let's do the standings here. Some of these divisions were wiped out. By, by the way, G, by the way, G and I see your hand. And we'll get to you in just a second. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe we'll do that. Yeah. We'll do the standings, and then why don't we have Gina, and then I'll do the schedule. Yeah, okay. she's going to talk about her Seahawks. I, of course she is. Okay. So then, Gina, my, you go ahead and start up muting if you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, I mean, AFC East, Miami's 1-0, Buffalo 0-1, Patriots 0-1, and the Jets 0-1. AFC North, Cincinnati 1-0, Pittsburgh 1-0, Baltimore 0-1, and Cleveland 0-1. In the AFC South, the, the mighty Houston uh, Texans 1-0, everybody else 0-1. Indianapolis, T- Jacksonville, and Tennessee. AFC West. They're, the West is the best this year in both both sides. Denver 1-0, yeah. Kansas City 1-0, Chargers 1-0, and the Vegas Raiders are 1-0. NFC East, Philadelphia 1-0, Dallas 0-1, Giants 0-1, Washington 0-1. NFC North, Chicago, <laughs> this is not good. Chicago, yeah. Detroit, Green Bay, and Minnesota are all 0-1. <laughs> NFC South, Carolina 1-0, New Orleans 1-0, Tampa Bay 1-0, Atlanta, for Falcons 0-1. In the West, again, the West is the best. And AFC, uh, in the NFC, Seattle, uh, Arizona 1-0, Rams 1-0, San Francisco 1-0, and Gina Seahawks are 1-0. And Ooh. now we can talk to uh, Gina if she's ready. I'll, I'll, bet, I'll bet Gina wants to talk about the Arizona Cardinals, right, Gina? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, Bill, how about that Seahawks? Hey, uh, those Seahawks played quite well they dominated that game and all i can say is the better team won yep that's I true mean, there's nothing else to say i mean they yeah, dominated no, they're gonna them. be good seahawks are gonna be good yeah, that, 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 that whole division is probably going to wind up being good yes yeah yep. okay well, I have so a question, though. yeah okay uh, i saw a news alert this morning that said that um now um, I never can get these guys' names straight. Um, Peyton and Eli. Yeah. I always want to call them Manning and Eli because they've got one of those names that you know either one of the names could be a first name. Oh, they they they, yep. they can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I noticed I heard that they broadcast the game last night. Well, that's what that's what, so what Sean was talking about on. Uh, that's yeah. what he was talking about on ESPN2. They're going to do, what is it, 10 games, Sean? 10 games on ESPN2. What they do, all right, they're going to have the regular broadcast on ESPN, and then, like, some games on, well, they had last night on ABC also, the regular But on ESPN2, Peyton and Eli are sitting in their homes on couches, and just, they're commenting on the game, and they're telling football stories, and they're going to have different guests in there. That's what I was talking about uh, before you, you raised your hand there, so you might not have. <coughs> yeah. yeah, that would be worth games. watching. If I know that was on. I would have watched it. Oh, yeah, well, not interested. I, at least for ten minutes or so, a little bit, just to check in. It's, I mean, it yeah, they're gonna funny. they're gonna do nine more of those. So I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah nine more chances. I'm not. I'm not sure doing this week or not. But I'm not I sure which remember. games they're doing. But you know, they are I'll doing this out. week. What's that, Bill? Oh, they, they are, are doing, doing this week. week. Okay. 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 All, All right. right. Okay. Any any other calls before we do the schedule for next week? Um. Let's see. Yep, Jamal is in. Yep. Okay. Let's Hello, go. So Jamal. Jamal. 
Hello, folks. How are y'all doing? Good. We're all good. Okay. Jamal, before we before we get the meat potatoes of the Bears, the White Sox they're activating uh, Tim Anderson and I believe Giolito today from the injured list, but they say they grow, they're going to play Anderson sparing. Oh, for God's sake! I say the game healthy play that, but nevertheless, no. but you know, but nevertheless. I'm happy that those guys are off the injury list. The White Sox need to start winning more games that are all to get past Houston and at least get the second place in the American League. Because I don't want the White Sox to spend three out of five of the first-round games in Houston. Thank you very much. So they need to put the pedal to the metal and stop fooling around. And wow. now for Bears. And now for the NFL. Okay. I'm gonna, I got a couple of observations. And first of all, about the lovely game on Sunday night. That game, the Bears were in that game, but they made too many mistakes. Now, I don't necessarily blame Andy Dalton per se, but the, the bad, the tone was set when Dalton got the interception in the red zone. And then, and then I don't know where the hell the safeties were that night because it seemed like there were those two long touchdown passes that the Rams, that they gave up to the Rams. The safeties were either napping or were probably touring Brahmin's Chinese theater, but the shoes just weren't in the stadium. I mean, really, that was just, that was sickening. And as for Justin Fields, the Bears just need to to forget this nonsense. The man, if, if the man's your first-round draft pick, throw his butt in there and let the tits all they may. Really, I mean, Dome's a nice backup. He's he a serviceable guy. But number one, he had 203 yards, but nobody is saying the fact that this guy, that he only had five yards of pass. That's what he does. He's yeah. usually, except for when he was with the Bengals, the only thing he did, he hit A.J. Green on a long one from time to time. But generally, he's right. he's a short passer, you know? I mean, he's, I mean, he dink and dunk, so they didn't even open it up for the poor staff in the first place. I mean, if you want to crash a professional quarterback, let him open up. And number two, like I said, the Bears, the Bears secondary without the lunch, and that's why they lost. Now, am I going to say Matt Nagy should be fired? It's too early. But Matt Nagy just needs to swallow his pride, admit that he's not playing with the Kansas City Chiefs talent, just make, just have a realistic view of his offense, and just well, play Justin just play Justin Field and run the ball more and give your team a chance to win some ball games. Of the rookie quarterbacks, I think, you know, he's got a the Bears, I think Mac Jones has a Jones has a pretty good infrastructure here with the offense. I think that, you know, but I think the Jets and Jacksonville still need work on their infrastructure. And the for 49ers, uh, 49ers and, and, are and the 49ers good. do, but that they're giving that, that I think Garoppolo is kind of his job to lose for a longer period than Dalt. I think yeah. uh, considering he took him to a Super Bowl. So right. I think he's got a little bit more of an in to stay than Dalton. And I think Dalton's on a temporary thing like Fitzpatrick was last year. So right. what I'm what I'm saying is that it isn't unreasonable what Jamal is saying to throw him in because it's not as good a setup as, as Mac Jones has, but it's, it's a pretty good setup for a rookie quarterback for field. 
you know, and, and you might be right, Jamal. But this week, I'll bet we have some big games. We do. Yes. Here they are on uh, Thursday night. Here's one that uh, even uh, even though it's a New York game, it's just going to be in the NFL Network because it's, it's uh, the Giants are at the Washington football team at 820. Ooh. So that's uh, that's that with uh, Taylor Heineke yeah. against Daniel Jones. Everybody can, yeah, can get a look at it. Start coverage on Thursday the week four. So, yeah, All right. Cincinnati at Chicago. We start on uh, Sunday. Cincinnati at Chicago, 1 p.m. on Fox. So that's uh, one of the flip-flop games there. Houston at Cleveland, 1 p.m. on CBS. The Rams are at Indianapolis. Oh, Bill and Perry go at it. Uh, They can talk about that tomorrow on the show. 1 p.m. on Fox. We have Buffalo at Miami, 1 p.m. on Fox. So they're flipping that game over there. That would normally be CBS. The Patriots are at the Jets, 1 p.m. on CBS. San Francisco at Philadelphia, uh, 1 p.m. on Fox. So San Francisco State. I don't know if they're going to stay east. You know, Perry, uh, I mean, Robert, if they're staying east? Uh, yes, uh, yes. They st- they're going to stay on the east coast this week. So. Okay. All right. The Raiders are at Pittsburgh, an old rivalry, 1 p.m. on CBS. New Orleans at Carolina, 1 p.m. on Fox. Denver at Jacksonville, 1 p.m. on CBS. Minnesota at Arizona, 4.05 p.m. on Fox, which means CBS is a doubleheader game. Atlanta at Tampa Bay, 4.05 p.m. on Fox. <clears throat> Dallas at the Char- Chargers, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. Tennessee at Seattle, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. We have Kansas City at Baltimore, 8.20 p.m., and that's on NBC. That'll be a good one, I think. And the Monday night game, even though Baltimore is kind of undermanned, and the Monday night game, and we'll see, maybe coming home will help. Detroit at Green Bay, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. And I'll bet the Chargers and the Cowboys will be the big CBS game. Yes, uh, that's for Tony Romo going back to do a Cowboys game. Mm -hmm. Any more NFL stuff before we move to baseball? No, I think Um, we covered it all. No, okay. we're just waiting for all the various injury reports to come out. Yeah, well, we got we got a couple in here, so uh, yeah. you know we'll we'll see. But yeah. okay, MLB standings. Here we go. AFC East, yeah, American League East. <laughs> Tampa Bay, eighty nine fifty five as they cruise to the division. Toronto, eighty one and sixty three. The Yankees, eighty and sixty four. Red Sox, eighty one and sixty five. We'll get the wild card and how that all shakes out in a little while. Baltimore, forty six and ninety seven in the Central. Uh, White Sox again cruising, eighty. 80- Two and sixty-one. Cleveland sixty-nine and seventy-two. Detroit sixty-eight and seventy-six. So their goal is to see if they can catch the Indians. Kansas City uh, seventy uh, sixty. It must be sixty-five and seventy-eight. Minnesota sixty-three and eighty-one. In the West, we have Houston at eighty-four and fifty-nine. Seattle seventy-eight and sixty-six. The so A's seventy-seven and sixty-six. Texas fifty-three and ninety. So looking at the wild card. We now have Toronto uh, leading the wild card. Of course, it's gone. Red Sox, Yankees were leading the wild card before. Red Sox took it back for a few days. Now it's Toronto leading, and they are, let's see, they're 81 and 63, and the Yankees 80 and 64, Red Sox 81 and 65, both a game out. And right at the moment, of course, Red Sox trailed the Yankees by percentage points. And then we have Seattle at 78 and 66. So they're uh, three games out, I guess, of that, two games out of that spot, right? Because, yeah, two yeah, games. About the second spot, and the A's are two and a half out of that spot. That's right. So those are the teams that are in it, and coming down, you just don't know. I mean, the Red Sox have a fairly easy schedule. Once they get through with Seattle, and they've got another series against the Yankees, but they're playing uh, Baltimore, Washington, and the Mets other than that. So, yeah. uh, And everybody's got different schedules. Tonight. No cooperation from Tampa Bay last night, what can I tell you? So Red Sox and White Sox played a good series. Jamal and I didn't talk about that, but they really had a, a series of three good games. 
Uh, 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 Toronto's red hot right now. They are. And everybody's been, and a few weeks ago, I guess I said what got them going. I said, you know, everybody's talking Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. They're not doing anything. They're not putting anything together. Well, they have. You know, they've won, I don't know, 11 out of 13 or something like that. And this is the time of year you want to be hot. But the Red Sox are, Sale was supposed to be back on Sunday. So Xander Bogarts came back. So they are starting to get their guys off COVID. But they have had a total of eight, during the year, 18 players have been on the list. So there you go. The National League, Atlanta, 76 and 60. Philadelphia 72-71, so four and a half games out in the East. The Mets are 72-73, and 73, five and a half out. It's getting a little tough for the Phillies. I mean, they could do it. And, uh, you know, the Philly fans know about, you know, a six-game uh, lead with uh, 10 to go and all that. So uh, it's not over for both the Mets and the Phillies, but they got to get going. Miami, it's uh, 61-83, Washington 59-85. In the Central, Milwaukee cruising, uh, 89-58. and 58. Cincinnati 75-69. We'll get the wild card for them with the Cardinals right on their heels at 74 and 69. The Cubs 65 and 79. Pirates 52 and 91. In the West, we have the Giants already clinching a playoff spot at 90 and some form or another 94 and 50. The Dodgers 92 and 53. So two and a half games out. Uh, San Diego uh, 74 and 69. Colorado 66 and 78. And Arizona 47 and 97. So the National League wild card. We have uh, the Reds are leading, I guess, at this point. So they're seventy-five. Uh, well, the Do- well, the Dodgers are. No, the Dodgers. I'm one. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dodgers. You just even forget about it. They're in. You know, they're going to yeah. be in. They'll, they'll be probably the, about the next team to clinch uh, a playoff right. spot. So they're they're in, and they're going to be the first wild card. So who's going to play them so, and on the road in Los Angeles or in San Francisco if the Dodgers catch the Giants, which they could. Right. So right. the Reds are six games over. The Cardinals are five games over. The Padres are five games over. So half a game out uh, behind the Reds. Then let's just look at the Phillies and Mets. I think the Phillies are two and a half out, and the Mets are three and a half out. So the Mets and Phillies still have two ways to get in, but it's getting a little bit more difficult in the East. So their way might have to be the wild card, but they are, you know, starting to be on short uh, strokes here. They've got to get things going. It uh, just looks I... to me, though, like the Padres are falling apart. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, Blake Snell came in and pitched uh, what one 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 batter or one pitch or something, and uh, he was out uh, again. A total of eleven pitches, and then he had to leave. Yeah, so, and yeah, and you Darvish, I guess his last uh, eleven starts, his ERA is up around eight. Yeah, uh, that's a Hugh Darvish that people remember in the American League. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. The schedule for tonight: uh, we had three ten Cleveland and Minnesota. What's going on with that? Have you uh, it is one. It is one to one at the top of the seventh. Okay. And that's the first game of a day night doubleheader. Yep. And six thirty five, we have uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Six forty, Miami at Detroit. Seven oh five, Miami at Washington. We have the Cubs at uh, Philadelphia. We have the Yankees at Baltimore, 707, Tampa Bay at Toronto, 710, the uh, uh, Cardinals are at the Mets, uh, 720, Colorado at Atlanta, 740, Cleveland at Minnesota, that second game, 805, we have Houston at Texas, 810, the A's are at Kansas City, the Angels are at Chicago White Sox, 945, San Diego at San Francisco, 1010, the Red Sox are at Seattle, a big wild card game there. Arizona at the Dodgers, and uh, that's it. And uh, Clayton Kershaw has come back off the disabled list. He was on the 60 day disabled list, and he is back now. He had uh, elbow inflammation, but uh, at 33, it was probably a good thing for him to get that rest. And, uh, you know, depending on, again, that wild card for whoever ends up with the wild card, that division is so important to win between the Giants and Dodgers. But whoever gets that wild card, the postseason may be short. But they're both good teams, so it could be long. Even if they, you know, even if they have to go in as a wild card, either of them are very capable Dodgers and Giants as yeah. a wild card to go a long way. That's for sure. 
So uh, the first thing that we had come down the wire, uh, even like I think it was Tuesday night, Garrett Cole was uh, left early with a, uh, a slight hamstring uh, t- tightness. But I don't know if he was ever put on the I.L. I don't think anything he came was, of that. He was not, no. He was not. Right. Uh, Zach Eflon, a starter for the uh, uh, Phillies. Phillies, will be out Phillies. to 2022 with a knee injury, uh, six to eight months. So he'll maybe come back at the beginning of 22, if 22 starts on time. Yeah. And he will need surgery for that. Trevor Bowers' leave is finally over, is extended through the postseason. Dodgers don't have to worry about him. They don't want him back. And uh, who knows what's going to come of any of the legal proceedings or what uh, will come to light. But he will not be back with the Dodgers this year. So, uh, you know, they got Kershaw back. They got Scherzer. We'll be talking about him in a minute. So, uh, you know, Dodgers aren't hurting. They're going to be okay. No. You kind of wonder if they'll try to find a way, Chris, to – have a, some sort of way to get out of that contract. Yes, I think yeah. they will. There's two more years left on it, but I believe, aren't, if I remember the signing correctly, Perry, aren't both of those years uh, either his options or the Dodgers? There are his opt-outs. So, but okay, I, w- yeah. I would not be at all, and he clearly isn't going to opt out this year. Right. I, cl- I would not be surprised if the Dodgers don't try to find some way you know, with some yeah. clause to get out of that contract. I don't know what it would yeah. be, but I think they're going to, I would bet. They yeah. And I don't know how, how prevalent morals clauses are in contracts. They used to be in, in studios, you know, and actors and stuff. They, 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 you get out if there was a morals issue, but I don't know what happens with a thing like this. So, uh, right. you know, you figure Deshaun Watson still getting paid. So uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Shohei Otani was intentional walk Friday. And it was the first pitcher uh, he was pitching. Now he's been intentionally walked like 11 times this year. He was the yeah. first pitcher to p- be a, pitching and the intentional walk since Jim Cott was watched walked in 1970 and uh, like I say he's been uh, walked other times but not always a pitcher Corbin Burns and Josh Hader combined on the first uh, no-hitter in uh, Brewers history since April 15, 1987, and that was Juan Nieves against Baltimore. His third no-no against Cleveland of the, what have we had, eight this year? Well, I've I've read some articles that said nine, but I believe it's eight. I think think there was a seven inning there that somebody, you know, and we we agree with them, but I don't think you can do it. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, a lot of people wanted wanted Chris to, a lot of people wanted to put in the one by um, Bum Garner and unfortunately that is not yes but Jeff Levering Jeff Levering said eight so yeah uh, the other two against the Indians were Carlos Rodan of the White Sox and uh, Wade Miley of um, oh I forget where he was the Orioles the Orioles the Orioles yeah yeah so the so they're the first team to be no hit three times in a season and Burns had thrown 115 pitches, 115. So I think it was reasonable to have him come back at least try to see if he could get that no hitter. You know, yeah, I, I would, I would not have taken him out. I, especially I, a team like this that's about to clinch their division. If if you want to have him try that, pitch that extra inning, yeah, let him skip a start after that if you're worried about his arm. You know, you don't have to worry about that. Max Scherzer became the 19th pitcher to strike out 3,000 or more hitters. And uh, he was the third, and the third immaculate inning uh, in his career. That means nine strikes. You know, nine. Now that can include foul balls. You know, balls that are hit. Uh, that but you end up with three strikeouts, but nine strikes, no balls in the inning. So, and he tied uh, Sandy Koufax and Chris Sale. And I didn't even know Chris Sale did one the other day. Didn't even hear about it, but uh, yep. he did. So I missed that one. And that's the major league record now for uh, 
Scherzer, Koufax, and Chris Sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's the second fewest uh, innings to get the, uh, the 3,000 strikeouts. Nolan Ryan, uh, 2,802. Pedro Martinez, 2,647.2. Scherzer, 2,516. And Randy Johnson, 2,470. So Randy got him in a shorter amount of time. And uh, let's see, I think uh, Chris Sale uh, has COVID, but he's expected to be back on, I think, probably Sunday. I think he's 18, uh, his 10 games are over at that point. So that's all I have on baseball. And there's one more, oh, yeah. two more, Ryan, two more notes uh, in baseball. Okay. Bill, first of all, Bill, if you could check the waiting room, I had a, heard a beep in my ear, but I did not see anybody in there. So if you can check that for I me, that, I would that appreciate for you. Thank you. Um, two notes. Ryan Braun is retiring. Uh, he's been a free agent all year. Of course, he played with the Brewers. And also, the Kansas City Royals promoted Dayton Moore to president of baseball operations. And their GM is now, I believe the correct name is J.J. Bigelow. Okay. okay. Oh, wait a minute. They're going to have to serve tea in there. No other beverages yes. will be served in Kansas City. <laughs> Bigelow tea. Correct. All Bigelow tea. Yeah, okay. that's right. All right. So that's it for uh, <clears throat> baseball. So college football. Um, I guess we had some games now. What I did, and we don't have to go over all these. I'll just read some of these, and we don't have to even do the finals. But some of the, uh, you know, there were some Power 5 games and stuff and, and maybe a couple of conference games. There was a lot of being the second week for most teams, a lot of, you know, playing the little sisters of the poor of your area kind of thing. But Virginia beat Illinois. We had Oregon. And now, the big one was Oregon over Ohio State, 35-28. That, that was, and it was not that close. Uh, Oregon could have won by more. Oregon could have uh, won by more. We've got Al waiting. Yeah. Al's we, we do. We do. Oh, Al, okay. Al I, I just saw your hand out just now. So if you want to go ahead and unmute, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll stop and we'll get Al in here. Yeah. Okay. An update on the Indians game. We're going to the bottom of the seventh. Indians are leading three to one. Okay. Oh, thank you. Bottom of Al, are you an Ohio State fan? Uh, yeah. Unf- well, unfortunately, well, <laughs> it was a terrible loss uh, the other day. Terrible. No defense. Yeah, it's it's a hard, yeah. it's hard to go into the horseshoe and win like that that Oregon did. Even though Oregon problem, I think was ranked three and uh, Ohio State was four, but so there no. The problem, Al, the problem Oregon Al, was, was that Ohio State couldn't stop the run. I know. Yeah, and I think Ohio State was. I mean, the Oregon was twelve. They were, 12. Yeah, they were 12. Oh, they were 12? Okay. Yeah. All right. right. Ohio State was three. three. Yeah. Okay. But Oregon will be moving up. And, and uh, Sean, you don't happen to have the ratings with, with you. No, I don't have a whole lot. I've seen certain ones. I know Oregon's a top Oregon, five team now. And so Oregon is, is in the top I'm gonna five. I'm going to mute my Okay. Oregon okay. is in the top five, and Iowa's jumped in the top ten. So those are the two big ones in the poll. Iowa's yeah. number five now, and Oregon's four is what I think I saw. And then, like, okay. your top three or Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma. I know that. Yeah. I know that. Okay. Uh, Pitt beat Tennessee uh, in uh, Tennessee, 41-34. And that's the Johnny Majors classic. Of course, he coached for both teams, won a championship with Tony Dorsett. Not Dorsett. That was Dorsett when he won that championship. That's, that's what they said. That really wasn't. I mean, neither one of those teams are on the scale. No, no but they're, they're, you know, they played each other. Rutgers beat Syracuse. Notre Dame had trouble with Toledo. That was and, some 32-29. You know what? Yes, this game. Now, of course, it was on Peacock, so a lot of us in the end. I could have checked it on Western One, but I was uh, into the Ohio State game and a couple of others. But, I mean, this just shows, just observation. Look at Notre Dame. They they beat Florida State, and then they struggle against Toledo. And then that just shows, okay, is Notre Dame really, are they, were they overrated? Are they over? Because look at what Florida State did losing to Jacksonville State, a Division right. One play, an FCS team. Look, no, I mean, Florida State's day. not supposed to be that good, you know? No, really. no, Florida State's not supposed to be that good. Notre Dame barely beat them, and then they almost lost to Toledo at home. And Toledo right. was leading a lot of that game. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were. So there you go. Yeah. So, hey, you were talking earlier, uh, A&M beat Colorado 10-7. to 7. That, uh, that was a crazy game, huh, Sean? And Colorado. 
Colorado was winning most. I mean, Colorado should have won that game. Colorado's, I mean, down in the toilet also. And A&M at the time was number five going into last year. And it was up in, it was at mile high. It was a mile, yeah. It wasn't in Boulder. It was a mile high. And they, you know, you know A&M held on to just barely win at the last minute. Yeah, Air Force beat Navy twenty-three to three. Navy it sounds like a long season. That was at Navy, so that's not too good. Yeah. TCU over Cal, I guess that's thirty-four thirty-two. No, How good really is TCU? Good. Is that are they any good or not? They're okay, Cal's but not great. Good. No, that's what it's not really. A, no. Okay, yeah. okay. So you had game day and everything, Perry. Iowa and Iowa State twenty-seven seventeen. Uh, Iowa. So and the game talk about and the that. game to be honest was not that close. Iowa was they were it was close for about a quarter and a half. And then Iowa started pulling away late in the second quarter into the into the third quarter. Um, and pr- by, I believe, about the end of the third quarter, Matt Campbell had started putting in second stringers and, and all. So, I mean, it, 20, it, it, the scoreboard says 27 to 17. I would say the – I would put it about, oh, maybe 27 to 10 would be the what I would say the, the, mm-hmm. the competitive. Yeah, balance. and you look at it. It goes along with the – all right. I heard this on one of their – it's the game day jinx. Anytime <laughs> – some any time no a t- a school has hosted a ESPN game day for the first time ever, which oh, Iowa State had never done it until this Saturday. It's like they only won like fifteen percent of the time. Yeah. Now, if they host it again another time, it goes a lot higher. But that first ever hosting of game day, and and that was you know there's fifteen percent. So it's the and Iowa State. Though, and Iowa State, by the way, Iowa has not turned the ball over against them since twenty fifteen. That is a good yeah. deal. When you've played yeah. a team that much and you've not turned the ball over in six years. Yeah. Yep. Arkansas beat Texas 40-21. to 21. What happened, Sean? Well, Texas just, they screwed up. Uh, Hudson Card was pulled. Casey Thompson came in as quarterback. Uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. Now, they got ranked this weekend. Now, who knows how long that'll stay. They got to play A&M in a couple weeks, and then they got to play Alabama. So, yeah. who knows how long Arkansas will be ranked because they got Georgia State, so they should yeah. hold on. But, I mean, Arkansas. They got Texas into the game that they wanted. They kept it away from Bijan Robinson. Uh, Texas, you know, it was a growing learning experience. It was, you know, card a freshman coming in, you know, starting in Vietnam as they call it down here, you know, and then you know Casey Thompson just came in and he just, you know, we'll see as they, you know, how Texas recovers this week. And it was not. We're going to find out how good Arkansas is, Sean, when they get into the SEC West. That is it. That is well, they got A&M in two weeks. They got A&M in two weeks. They do, and not only is A&M good, I mean, then you, you know, you have to play Ole Miss, Alabama, Al- Mississippi State, and LSU. Those are good teams. Yeah, and, get- yeah, and Auburn. Don't forget Auburn. Auburn is- That's yeah. right. Okay. Speaking of Mississippi State, they beat NC State 24-10. to 10. Did you hear any of that, Perry? I heard a little bit of it, and uh, that was about a 14-point game. I would say that's pretty close. Okay. All right. Michigan beat Washington 31-10 to 10 in Ann Arbor. Washington's cock. Washington's bad. They they are definitely not. There's going to be some edge rolling in Washington. This because you've lost to Montana, and then you get blown out by Michigan, who is not a great team. But Washington's bad. Well, we've already had a head roll in the Pac-12. We did. We'll get to that in a minute. So Kentucky beat Missouri in a conference game. Hey, a conference game, thirty-five twenty-eight. Uh, yeah. And we had Stanford over USC, forty-two twenty-eight, and that's where the head rolled. So we, uh, lost. yeah, I, li- I listened to part of that game, Chris, on KNBR, and oh my goodness, uh, that game uh, is forty-two twenty-eight, but it could have been a lot worse. It, it was bad. Uh, and 
Stanford, is out. Stanford gave them two touchdowns at the end of the game, or otherwise it would have been a lot worse. Yeah, so Clay Helton is out, fired after losing to Stanford, and Dante Williams is coming in for the rest of the year, the first black coach for USC. And Helton's yeah. record was, in the, you know, we heard about Terry Brennan in the uh, list of deaths. His record here is 46-24, and 24, but well, there again, Notre Dame, USC, you know, they'd have parades for people who had records like that around here. Remember but Clay Helton, there. there was question, because they're saying COVID saved his job last year. Because otherwise, there was questions whether he should have even been back for last season. Mm-hmm. But and the rumor yeah, is, of course, yeah. that Urban Meyer, if things don't go well in Jacksonville, Ur- Urban Meyer might jump to USC. Yeah, well, That's and, what I'm and, and also, um, um, there was another coach mentioned that. Oh, uh, yeah, Pierre was talking about the coach at LSU. Uh, at Ogeron. Yeah, if, run, if, yeah. Uh, if LSU doesn't do well, uh, SC would be interested in bringing him back. Uh, also. Yeah, but I don't think that was a great fit the first time, and he was. I don't think he. Would I would be think in though, if he's not doing well at, at LSU, which he, you know, that's you're in a recruiting hotbed in the SEC. Uh-huh. How how would he get any better there? Well, yeah, and he's already what, been there once, and that's he, what people are talking about in LA. So you know, I'm just. Yeah, well, people talk about whatever. Yeah. Anytime, anytime, you know, you look at, oh, Jacksonville lost. USC needs a new coach. Here we go. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's uh-huh. put put the, the dot together, whether they go together or not. So what do we got coming up next week, guys, in the well, schedule? Well, we got a pretty, we got BYU, Arizona State. It's a late game. That ought to be an awesome top, uh, top 20 matchup. Uh, you've got Auburn, Penn State. That could be interesting. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, Alabama, Florida is probably the big, big game of the weekend. Uh, Oklahoma State, Boise State. Uh, you got the big battle in Indiana, Purdue and Indiana. Is Indiana going to bounce back? Or I don't know. We'll see. Uh-huh. And, then, and we got Virginia, North Carolina is another big one. Oh, that'll be good. West Virginia, yeah. Virginia Tech, kind of a rivalry game when they play yeah. for one of those trophies. That was there. Georgia, South Carolina, not really. Eh, it's okay. Ohio State, we get to see. They should beat up on Tulsa because Tulsa lost Cal Davis. So this will be kind of – got a lot of these, quote, unquote, redemption games. He's got Texas Rice, Ohio State, Tulsa, yeah. Iowa, Kent State, Iowa State, UNLV, uh, some of these, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of those type games uh, coming up. Uh, Clemson is taking on – Clemson has a conference game against Georgia Tech. Uh, let me see. Oregon, who they're playing, but yeah, they're Bill, Bill, what you know, have you heard really... about? What have you heard about Purdue, Bill? I have not heard much about them yet this year. Not much. Their schedule's been suspect. It's kind of soft. Um, of course, Actually, who knows about it? Purdue's playing Notre Dame, not in the Yeah, Purdue's right. playing Notre Dame this week. Right, yeah, they're okay. playing Notre Dame, and uh, Notre Dame should win, but then again. We'll see. So, we'll see. Uh, the Big 12 finally did something, Sean. Yes. All right, Big 12. On Friday, well, last Wednesday, the four schools that the Big 12 was looking at inviting, their boards of regents approved that they would investigate going to the Big 12. That's Cincinnati, Central Florida, Houston, and BYU. On Friday, the Big 12 presidents met. They voted 8-0 to to unanimous to invite BYU, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston. Now, sometime this week, these schools will formally accept. They're going to you know, formally accept. They have to formally accept. And they're saying it would start in 2023 because there was some, somewhere that they said that the AAC schools have to wait 27 months before they can leave. But they're thinking that they may be able to get out, not this year coming up to 22-23, but by July 1st of 23 for that season. BYU can come anytime, but they may wait and come in with the other three. So and and they now said, hey, and now we're hearing okay. that the next on the list are possibly for the Big Twelve: Boise, Boise State, and Memphis. 
You mean they're they're 12 under the 12? No, they're they're talking at 16. The the next four that they wanted, Boise State, Memphis, South Florida, and SMU, because they're trying to get somebody out there for BYU to play. And, you know, Boise State has been one. And, you know, SMU, because they can sell a a bit of the Dallas-Fort Worth market, even though Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Arkansas, you know, have a lot of the Dallas market, but, you know, the Dallas-Fort Worth, but... SMU draws when they do well, and they want those. They want those teams if they can go get if they can get all four of those teams. Because if they couldn't, if these four were not interested, those were the next four on the list. And they talk about making it a 16-team conference, which I'm going to tell you, all right, it's not the names, the blue bloods, like what the SEC is going. But in certain sports, look at that conference in basketball. Oh, yeah. You're going to have Houston. You're going to have BYU, Texas Tech, Kansas, Iowa Cincinnati, State. Cincinnati. But Jamie Pollard was quoted, Sean, as saying, this isn't a basketball decision. This is all oh, never about is. football. Oh, no, it is. Never it's is. a football decision, but that's going to help it for basketball. It, and it in will. baseball, you're adding Houston and Central Florida and BYU to, along with TCU and Tech. You know, you're going to add them you know, to kind of you know, to kind of balance it out a little bit. But, no, it isn't football because Cincinnati is ranked. Houston's not a bad team. BYU is ranked. Central Florida is has been ranked, and they're yeah, close they to being ranked. Yeah, they had a good year a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, and, and so if they go get – and then these other four, Boise State has been a power. You know, Memphis, SMU, up and down, but, I mean, well, but at least at least with these four that they've invited now, it's – I mean, it's a strong league in multiple sports. It is a football decision, but, I mean, with what they're losing with Texas and Oklahoma – they're gaining some strong. I mean, Houston was a Final Four team last year in basketball. Well, either and the by, by the way, Chris, uh, just yeah. coming across uh, mm-hmm. Cleveland three, Minnesota one final. Okay. okay. Well, with this with this kind of a thing, it, it, the AAC and or Conference USA, whatever's left over after all the rating, probably have to combine and make a new conference. They, out yeah, of that. if if they if they're able to poach six schools from the AAC. Conference USA, or maybe some Sun Belt, like some Appalachian State, may move in. You know, you may see like a some sort of deal with a couple of these conferences. They, you know, just depends. And then we'll see because right now they're losing three, so they could go poach three teams from the Sun Belt or Conference USA. But if they lose six, then yeah, that's probably the end of the AAC. They're going to have to scatter and go. And oh. just think, after a couple of weeks ago, the AAC commissioner was trying to poach the teams out of the Big Twelve. The what? Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, any more college football? No, I think that's nope. it. All right. So I think we can move on and do some tennis here. Robert can help me with some of this. I've got some of this written down, but he can I will. I will do my best. Help Chris. with that. Okay. We got tennis. We have Emma Raducanu uh, qualified. Uh, on, you know, uh, and she's a qualifier, and she beat Layla Fernandez six four six three, and was the hundred and fiftieth going in, and now uh, she was the seventy. Uh, and Layla was the seventy third, and we right. moved to twenty three. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Emma, Emma went from one, Emma, Emma Raducanu went from one fifty to number twenty three in the right. world. And, and also uh, Layla will move quali- up as well. She's the first she, qualifier to come in and win a Grand Slam to win. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, she won three. She won three matches in the qualifying round and won seven ma- won seven matches in the uh, tournament. So uh, she's on a uh, one hell of a winning streak. And, and the first British. 
and the first yes. British female to win any kind of major championship since Virginia Wade in 1977. Yep. That's right. And yeah. uh, Layla uh, Fernandez was a uh, Canadian, so that's yes, so and she's only 19. That. So right, so and, they're they're both teenagers, so that, yes. was, that was pretty good. And yeah. then the youngest since 04 was Maria Sharapova to win. That's correct. And then in the men's side, Daniil Medvedev of Russia, the number two player, so he's no slouch. Yeah. Novak no, no Djokovic. Uh, straight, straight sets, 6-4, 6-4. Yep. So Novak wanted a match, and he got one. Well, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he was complaining all tournament long about these matches are too easy. Uh, nobody's really giving me a match. Well, on Friday, he had to play five sets. And then uh, on, on Sunday, he got swept in, in three sets. So, uh, And he said afterwards in his news conference uh, that wasn't carried on TV, he said, well, I learned my lesson. I'll never say that again. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and you know he's the he he did not get the grand the calendar grand slam. You know, there's still no. only one man and one woman that ever done that. Yeah, Rod, Rod Laver, Laver in '69 and Steffi Graf. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. right. And you think and of Rod, Rod Laver did, did that twice in '62 and, and you think of all those guys yeah. in the eight. You think of all those guys back today: John McEnroe, Jimmy Connors. I mean, in the men's, uh, Jimmy Connors has never done it. Uh, Yvonne Lindell, Pete Sampras, all Agnes, none of and none of the big three. You know, Nadal, uh, Federer, and Djokovic. Mm -hmm. None of them have done it. Nobody's done it in men since '69. Wow. Uh, and the last woman that came close was Serena in 2015. She came. To, she. Uh, uh, was two matches short of having the calendar grand slam. So, uh -huh. and yeah, Djokovic uh, came up one match short. So, uh, and he's still young enough; he could possibly still complete that. Um, yeah. You know, because he's the youngest of the big three. Um, but yeah. it's nice to see uh, that there are younger tennis players now that are actually showing, "Hey, uh, we can compete with you." Yeah. You know, because we don't know what the future holds for. Uh, Roger Federer or Rafael Nadal because of their injuries. Yeah. So at least Djokovic is going to have some competition because uh, he, he's going to be around for a few more years. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think that's it. But that was an interesting uh, tournament because, you know, you look at it and say, oh, no, no, Serena, no, Venus, no, this, no, that. And, uh, you know, yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of Nadal, it, but it ended up being very interesting with, yeah. with what you just said, with all these yeah. people that came out of, the no out of nowhere. And a lot of the a lot of the top women that did not play uh, it was because of injuries. It wasn't because of anything else. Right. And we don't and we don't know the future of Naomi Osaka because of obviously uh, you know she's got some mental uh, issues and uh, I hope she gets the help she needs. That would be a tremendous strategy tra if uh, she wasn't able to come back and play because she is one of the top players. But at least uh, in the women's field, there's a lot of top women that up are coming yeah they're going to be up and coming so i don't think i don't think tennis on both sides men or women have a lot to worry about in the future okay well, so. we don't have a lot to worry about either because we have al that wants to talk to us again oh, so good. al go okay. ahead go ahead al Okay, I was going to give an update, but you beat me to it. Okay. Well, the Indians. So what? Are you, uh, so what are people thinking about the Indians uh, going going forward, Al? You know, they they uh, you know they try, they they uh, work, and you know they ended up having to send Lindor uh, away. But I mean, what do people think? Are people interested in them? Do they care about them? What's going on with the Indians? Oh, I think they don't care. About it. I think it's all money, money. But that's what it is. Yeah. That's kind of, Al. That's kind of what. If you, I don't know if you were listening to the last game of the playoffs last year, but that's kind of what. 
Tom Hamilton yeah. said. He said it was going to be right. a difficult year this year money-wise, and it clearly yeah. was. That's, that's the issue. That's what people are interested in getting. And I'm also curious with the Indians. I wonder, because of Terry Francona's health, is he going to be the manager next I year? Or, or I think he will be back. Uh, yeah, yeah he's coming back. Another thing I want to bring up that Tom Hamilton mentioned uh, while I was listening to him, you guys, uh, yeah. about these day and night double headers. Yeah. He says uh, he, he thought that they shouldn't have split double headers because the players would be closer to the clubhouse for six hours, eight hours sometimes. They well, that's true. I have yeah. heard that. And uh, now, Howie Rose thinks, uh, I was listening to him one day, and he doesn't think day night double headers should be seven innings because, by rights, those are technically not double headers. Right. That's right. They're, they're separate games. Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Separate admission. People are getting yeah. gypped. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a tough uh, contract uh, next year. Uh, you know, I have a feeling, uh, I think you mentioned this once before, several months ago, they might go on strike. Yeah, yeah I have a very feeling likely. that's going to happen. I think that's, I think oh, that's definitely out. a possibility. That's yeah. for sure. Well, thank okay. you very much. You better right, help, Okay. Call in tomorrow, Al. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have uh, in the NBA, just have a few more notes here, a couple NBA, one NHL, and one is just real quick boxing, unless Robert has something else in boxing you could do. But Marcus okay. Hall was uh, sent uh, to uh, back to Memphis uh, from the Lakers for uh, the draft rights to Wang Jan Lin, I guess his name is. A uh, Chinese been, player, yeah. Chinese player, but I guess he's been in China for quite a while, and I don't yeah. know if he's ever even coming to the NBA. You know? I don't know. Uh, and Memphis is going to, uh, they probably already have released uh, Marcus All. Because um, he's going to stay in Spain. He's not going to play in the NBA. He's and the, uh, and the, the reason why the Lakers did this is they got the former Clippers uh, center, uh, DeAndre Jordan, that Correct. played with the Nets. So now he's with the Lakers. Yep. So that's why Marcus All was sent back to Memphis. Yep. Yeah. So, and then we yeah. had something come down, and we had a little discussion here, yep. and we may as well talk about it. Um, the, uh, and again, I can't remember her name, but who is the head uh, of the Michelle, Roberts. Michelle, Roberts Michelle Roberts is her name. And what she said verbatim, and I wonder if this is they have to negotiate health and protocol yep. things like all the other sports. Did. She said, uh, quote, if the NBA is going to require that players be vaccinated, that is a non-starter for negotiations. So I wonder, right. I wonder if, like all the other sports, they have to figure out their protocols and, and yeah. For her, so apparently that out, is a non-starter. So this yeah. this is a response, and it's two weeks after what was said by the NBA, which is when the NBA said that because of the mandate of vaccination in the buildings in uh, New York and San Francisco, that the uh, basically the home players in for the Nets, the Warriors, and the Knicks would have to be vaccinated. And so it took her, I don't know, she was on vacation or whatever, but well, she came they back had to get and it, they had responded. To get out. It's a negotiation. Right, yeah. but what I'm saying is uh, that's the kind of thing that in baseball, 20 minutes after uh, a side A says this side B says something else. Right. Says, no way. I wonder, I wonder if part of it, Chris, is um, we were saying before the show that the NBA employs more than 100 people. And I wonder with the government saying that companies over 100 having to be vaccinated, I wonder if that's what really got her fired up that, you know, not, know. not on her watch and is that going to happen to her players. Right. Yeah. So we, look um, at, we look at collective bargaining agreements also because yeah. in the NFL, they were able to require all their staff to get vaccinated, but they had to negotiate with the players on how they were going to do it. Same thing with baseball. And it it's one of these where the cities were not telling the arenas that that participants in these shows all had to be vaccinated. They were telling people the cities were saying that attendees had to be vaccinated. But, and the, the more than 100 people thing actually says either fear business over 100 you have to be vaccinated or you have to be tested once a week. And remember, even last year for the bubble, 
they had to negotiate about stuff with it because they already had a collective bargaining agreement in place, and this is something that was not in the bargaining agreement, just like this is not in it now. So it's right. something that they— But the new mandate, see, there was no federal—A, there was no vaccine, of course. But B, there was no mandate uh, avail, you know, from the federal government. So but, I'm not sure how also, that all works with collective bargaining agreements uh, across the, uh, the country. It's different, it's different from the union, the union, and the NBA— has some pretty strong collective bargaining. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> they do. But, you know, this is something that can go to the court because what we, we were talking about earlier is that OSHA can uh, go in and for most companies will be able to mandate, we think, uh, the, the vaccine uh, mandate. You know, the mandate will stand for the for the vaccine. Whereas now the NBA, can they say, okay, well, the working group of the NBA is only 20 players. And, yes, it's an organization, but it's not. We're all not all in the same workplace because players and coaches are 20, 25 people. So that's not 100, you know. There's a lot of ways you can argue that thing. I so, would think. Yeah. I would think her argument. Her argument probably is that they're going to be, you know, being players and that they travel and all. You're probably going to be tested anyway. So, right. That's probably why where but, she's going. Yeah. We will follow yeah, that she, story. There's probably yeah, not a lot more we can say about we, it. We, we don't point, know, but, but, but yeah. and there'll be some court cases because this yes. is the thing. You know, when you say a company employs a hundred, you picture a hundred people in this office, but that's not the way yeah, companies right. actually work. They work in pods and people are working home and everything else. Right. Okay, the NHL story we had with Sidney Crosby uh, he has, he had wrist surgery. They were waiting for it to work out and they thought that it might and he could avoid the wrist surgery, but he's going to be out six weeks, but that's only going to miss uh, the first two weeks of the season, so that's right. not so bad. And has the hockey season, uh, training camps opened yet, Robert? Uh, yeah, I heard they, about opened, it. they opened uh, towards the end of September and the uh, <clears throat> season will officially start on October 12th. Right. So, but uh, We'll have opening games on the 12th, and then uh, by the 16th, I think everybody will play their first game. Uh, and those that get hockey scheduled, you should be seeing in the, uh, come in your mail uh, pretty soon. So, okay. And probably, I would think on the 12th, probably the 12th or 13th, you'll have um, – ESPN having hockey on television. That is That's right. correct. That's right. And when we get the hockey schedules for the regular season and when we get the NBA schedules, that'll be part of what we do here. We may yeah. hold off on the standings because we've got, you know, depending on, uh, we'll see when we start to do the standings for hockey and basketball because we've, we've got football standings we'll be doing and we'll be talking about postseason baseball yeah. and all that. But after a few weeks, we'll start to do hockey and basketball standings, but we'll certainly give you the hockey and basketball schedule for the next right. couple of days as we always right. have. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing that I had, Robert, unless you had something else on boxing, is okay. that Oscar de La Hoya came home from the uh, hospital with the COVID-19. Yeah, that, 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 that okay. was all covered. And um, uh, the only other big thing, uh, and I, I would see I celebrity fights would come to an end. Uh, Vitor Beltor fought Evander Holyfield, and it was a total disgrace. Um, you know, the, uh, I don't think the first round was even completed before the referee had to stop it because Holyfield, being 58 years old, shouldn't have been in there. Uh, I'd, I would like to see these celebrity circus fights come to an end as a boxing purist, but unfortunately, people are are. Uh, sucking this up like you wouldn't believe and I have a feeling we're going to see more of these ridiculous things and as a boxing fan it drives me crazy I I hate talking about them I don't take them seriously I have no interest in them but that was uh, that was the non uh, that was the big thing that people well, uh, some things, you know what's going to happen, Robert, and this is inevitable because it's yeah. a dangerous sport and all that. And you got people that are, uh, they maybe weren't boxers, and the UFC guys trying it, or you got older people. Somebody's right. going to get really seriously hurt. And, yeah, and, and that's, that's, what that's, what that's, that's what I'm afraid of, Chris. Well, well one, thing, one thing that we take big... seriously, we take our callers seriously. So, Gina, yes. if you want to come in, we will listen to you. 
Yes, okay, we, we will. We will. Well, I am happy to announce that the um, practicing facility for the Seattle Kraken is now open. Yay! Oh, yeah. Yes. Hey, and and do you know Gina if Chuck Hayton's going to be doing their games on the radio? You know, I know they've got someone doing it, but I missed the thing where they said who it was. Yeah. Well, Chuck I, Hayden, I don't know what radio stations doing them. I'm hoping I I'm have no out. idea. I, uh, okay. I the uh, the thing is, Chuck Caton is a great uh, announcer for the, the first for the Whalers, and then uh, they became the Carolina Hurricanes, and they dumped them unceremoniously a couple of years ago. And you know, everybody was mad, and they said the Seattle has a lot of folks that were with Carolina, and that's why they they were bringing him in. I think who's the uh, uh, Francis is there? Uh, uh, Jan, John, uh, Ron Francis Ron is the Francis. GM, and yeah. John Forslund will be doing the Seattle games on TV and. He used to work for Carolina. So That's correct. So I have uh, a feeling. If, I, I have a feeling Ch- Chuck will do them, do them if he's at healthy least for enough. This year. Yeah, you know, at least for this year. He's an older guy, Gina. But if you listen to him, if you like, I know. Have you ever listened to hockey? Are you familiar with it? I'm not a big hockey fan, but I may just start listening because that's how excited I am that yeah. we finally have an NHL team. Yes. And, uh, by the way, Gina, I can tell you their first game will be October 12th in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights. So there, there you, you go. go. That'll All be right. good. So, well, uh, but if you get to hear Chuck Caton, yeah, that that's the thing. Well, would all right? I, I think what they would out. try try to do. Well, ESPN seven ten, I would think, would be the logical candidate. But that's or KKR. Right. Yeah, it could so. be KJR, but uh, there's, there's, sports stations there. there's been oh, yeah. there's been no announcements made on what the radio station's going to be. So, or mm-hmm. what kind of or what cable? Well, I guess they I guess they'll use the same cable channel on TV as the Seattle Mariners do. So I think that I think that'll solve the TV yeah. issue. But if uh, Hayden is up to snuff, if he's uh, you know he's been out of it for two years, and it, but he was a great announcer even, and he's he's probably two or three years older than me. Probably he's in the mid seventies, but I think he still would do a good job. Yeah, yeah. I would say listen to both your local sports stations, either seven ten ESPN or to KJR. Now. They'll start promoting it now that training camp's open, and they'll probably have some exhibition games on too because they want to get get it yeah. going. You know, I, I would imagine. So. Okay, and we right. and we have to beat you guys uh, in baseball, uh, Gina. I'm sorry, but didn't last night though. Yeah, okay. so we'll see. All right. Oh, KJR is your flagship station for KJR. The okay, yeah. there you oh, go. Oh, okay. Well, Thank you. Bill. Also on yeah. FM now. All right. It's still only a nine fifty. I can look yeah. into nine fifty. Yeah. 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 Okay. And they're still just on AM. Okay. I thought right. they'd move it. Yeah, they're on I mean, AM. If you have an HD radio, you can get them on HD too. There you yeah. go. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And and with the NHL, and, and as before, we throw it over to Sean here. The NHL. You're, the NHL will stream. Their stations will stream always. Usually, they, yeah. There's no bl- there's no blackouts or anything. As a matter of fact, we NHL. even have a situation where, if you ask your device, there are a couple of stations that don't have actual flagships all over the air, like the, the New Jersey Devils and uh, I think L A the- L A Kings and the L A Kings and, and we'll uh, see what the Sharks do this year. The Sharks didn't have one last year, right? So. so you can just ask for the team uh, on your device, and you will still get it. You know, even if there's no over the air. Uh, but uh, nor- what I, the reason I bring that up is the tune-in live and the tune-in premiums, they they promote that it's NFL and NHL. Well, you don't really yeah, need correct. you don't need really need that for the NHL. No, no you, you don't. don't. So. You don't. If you have a All device, right. uh, you know your your stream or your uh, ADA will will uh, do fine with that. Stuff. Right there, you okay. go, Sean. Done. All right, everybody. Well, first of all, uh, thank y'all for listening, and don't forget tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, one p.m. Eastern, ten a.m. Pacific. Come back to this same. 
very place and have some lunch with Bill and Perry and enjoy your lunch and hopefully they won't make you lose it. So, <laughs> but anyway, check There's them out at one to three, one to three Eastern tomorrow. Also, if you know of anybody who missed this or if you want to hear this again, download the podcast legendoldies.com. Tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts, or you can tell it to play Sports Lounge Live uh, from TuneIn, and it'll play it. Or also type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcaster. Also go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. Those are all the ways you can hear it. We're going to be back next week taking a look at week two of the NFL, the Major League Baseball getting closer to the playoffs, more college, and we'll get you ready even for the Ryder Cup maybe a little bit next week. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Okay. Recording stopped.